at this point, there's nothing that I, I really see on the horizon that is going to make me better. This is Living While Dying, an ALS story from Minnesota Public Radio News. I'm Kathy Warzer. These are conversations with Bruce Kramer, who lived in the Minneapolis suburb of Hopkins, Minnesota. Bruce was a man who truly lived his life as fully as he could, in spite of the severe limitations and mounting physical losses dealt by a cruel terminal disease, ALS, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, or Lou Gehrig's disease. There is no cure for ALS, and to date, there is not an effective drug to fight it. Kramer had been enrolled in a drug trial that abruptly ended in January of 2013, and he wasn't sure he'd be eligible for anything else. I'm far enough along in my progression that you were, you'd be talking about regeneration. That is really on the cutting edges. If there's any way that this sorry old body of mine can help, I'd be happy to. Much to his surprise, Bruce was eligible to test another drug, Tiracemptive. Researchers were hopeful it could help strengthen the muscles of people with ALS, muscles that the disease lays waste to. Bruce was eager to enter the trial because in the spring of 2013, he started noticing his neck muscles were growing weaker. If his head tipped too far forward, he could barely write it on his own. His hands were nearly useless, his legs completely so. That spring, friends who'd come to visit and brought food with them would end up carefully feeding Bruce. He and I usually had lunch before one of our recorded radio interviews, and that spring, I learned how to gracefully give Bruce a mouthful of pasta salad while I took a bite of my own. Bruce enrolled in the tear-symptive drug trial shortly after his birthday in March of 2013. He had hoped the drug would be helpful, but Bruce found growing strength in a completely different way. Bruce is very, very awake and a very wise man that's living well as he's dying. That was quite a statement from Matthew Sanford, a nationally recognized author, speaker, and yoga instructor during a short interview we did in April of 2013, just before he was to teach a yoga class, an adaptive yoga class at a special facility in Golden Valley, Minnesota, called the Courage Center. As we talked, Matthew compared living with a disease or disability to a spiritual practice. I think it is a spiritual practice. Sanford continued to explain, one leg slung over the other as he sat in his wheelchair. I think that the level of endurance that it takes to be constantly managing, to be constantly aware of not falling, of I mean, it's a relentless endeavor. And the only way that you can succeed in the relentless endeavor is to deepen to actually find a rhythm within the drudge. So everything in my life, and even in Bruce's life, takes more time. What's the patience? What's the endurance? What's the wisdom that's accruing? Staffer is at Sanford's Mind Body Solutions Yoga Studio in the Minneapolis suburb of Minnetonka. Remember Bruce Kramer walking in using a cane, shortly after he was diagnosed with ALS. But at that time, he simply wanted a little more information on classes. Bruce let some time pass before really committing to what he called this whole yoga thing. Bruce admitted that when he was able-bodied, swimming, biking, running, and lifting weights, he considered yoga for people who simply didn't want to break a sweat. It wasn't for him. But in a body slowly paralyzed by ALS, Bruce realized that yoga was exactly what he needed. Balance your head over your neck. 
soften the skin on your face. Close your eyes from top to bottom if you haven't. Let go of your day. Prepare your mind to do yoga. A small conference room at the Courage Center in Golden Valley is ringed with people ending their day. Most are in wheelchairs, some are on the floor propped up with cushions and pillows. All have their eyes closed and are listening to the man in the middle of the room, Matt Sanford. On these next few breaths, imagine someone's pushing on the inner edge of each shoulder blade and you're exhaling from the back ribs forward. You're exhaling through your nose if you can. So there is a release. Like most of his students, Matt Sanford is in a wheelchair. At the age of 13, he was in a horrible car accident that killed his father and sister and left him paralyzed from the chest down. While the crash changed his life, Sanford says something else did too. A couple of months after the accident, he told doctors he could feel his body. The doctors told him the sensations were not real. It would fade away as the memory of the accident faded too. But that didn't happen. I had this level of sensation that was like a tingling or a hum, kind of like knowing where you are in space, kind of, right? And, and that it was real sensation, and they convinced me as a 13-year-old boy that that wasn't real. And that's because they, we didn't know enough about the mind-body relationship at that point. Actually, a body worker first started to say, hey, you feel more than you think. And that started the process, and then I found yoga 12 years after the accident. Years later, using yoga and meditation, Sanford teaches about the complex physiological, emotional, and spiritual connection between the mind and body, where the brain can positively or negatively influence our bodies, and the condition of our physical bodies can affect our mental state. He says even though many of his students can't lift a limb, that doesn't mean there aren't sensations in it. There's a level of sensation in the mind-body relationship that precedes this injury that precedes disability. Energy is still flowing through your spine. Awareness is traveling, not necessarily as easily through your body, but there's a part of you that precedes. And so I'm trying to get them to reconnect to what's the very core of sensation, whether or not they can move their body or not. There you go, Bruce, right up through the chest. Now soften a little bit, don't work quite so hard. Trust more. Good. And then release. Bruce Kramer has been attending adaptive yoga classes with Matt Sanford for a few months. Tonight, as Bruce sits in his wheelchair, his son, John Emerson Kramer, is helping his father twist his body to the left and then to the right. It's not so much about the poses. There's only so much he can do. And so it's being able to boil down the core insights that are at the core of yoga that allow for more complicated poses. Like, for example, awareness also travels through the bones. There are ways to get certain adjustments done and felt so you can feel the movement of energy down through your legs even if you're paralyzed. For some, adaptive yoga can mean stronger limbs, which make it easier to get into and out of bed or the shower. What you're seeing in Bruce's condition is that it's dynamic in helping him live better. What you see with someone with another type of disability is that might improve their transfers, that might improve their quality of breathing, their ability to talk louder, like a whole bunch of things. It can be also very dynamic. 
the class itself is dynamic. Farther, chum, right? And Chris, you keep your, your right side body on the ground. It's all in the controlled chaos. There's a beautiful humanity that occurs between the students, between the assistants and the students, between the student and the teacher. Lift your sternum a couple times, and as you do, extend out through your limbs, right? Try to soften your lips, because that's not attractive at all. During the class, Bruce and other students, with the help of assistants, get out of their wheelchairs and down on mats and pillows. What we're showing Bruce is like how to pin his hips and let him, as the hips get pinned, let him feel energy go out through his limbs, right? Because the base of the spine gets referenced. Hovering above Bruce, who's on the floor, is an assistant who has her hands on each shoulder pressing down and her feet tucked up under his hips, pulling upward. So what do you feel now? I feel the air. It lifts the sternum. I can feel the space above my head, the space under my arms. I feel the space between my hips and my underarms. It just, it's an amazing feeling. Matt Sanford remembers how emotional it was the first time he was lifted out of a wheelchair and placed onto the floor for a physical therapy session. When the therapist placed his legs wide, he began to cry because he hadn't had his legs in a stance like that for so long. For Bruce Kramer, Matt Sanford's yoga class has offered similar experiences. The first time that they put me on the mat, I started crying. It was so wonderful. I, it it's the first time that I have been off of the chair and not on another surface, down on the floor, to lie flat. And I know even that, the lying flat is probably going to go away at some point. But there's a sense of reference and a sense of, I can almost pretend that I, I fill a vertical space with this. And so it's a very freeing uh, activity. I find it's just a reconnection. And I find it ironic that I'm reconnecting as everything's coming disconnected. <laughs> so you're taking, letting your spine twist. So your knees are going this way, Bruce. You're keeping your right side body down to the ground as the knees go even farther over. <laughs> On the ground, kneeling by his father, is John Emerson Kramer, who attends the adaptive yoga class with Bruce. John's wife usually joins them, too. It's created a special kind of closeness between them. And John says he's noticed changes in his dad. I think the classes have been excellent. Um... When we get him down and laid on his back, he's usually looks about three inches taller afterwards. And after sitting in a chair all day, I can only imagine how good that feels. Matt Sanford agrees. In describing his teaching approach to adaptive yoga, Sanford says students are taught to perceive subtle sensations beyond the use of muscles. Sensations affected by the awareness of the breath, of balance, the awareness of being grounded. Sanford says... That level of awareness makes him feel as if he's living in his whole body. Bruce Kramer calls adaptive yoga a reconciliation that has allowed him to live peacefully and more fully in the moment, aware of his breath and body as it is rather than as it was. And a lot of what he's been told to this point is that he should push against the ALS, right? And it's like there is some of that. That helps too, but he needs to go underneath it into more subtlety and find what freedom really is. Because one of the things, isn't it, this gets me choked up, but um, can't you feel how free Bruce is? On this other level, 
where that's why you're interviewing him because a wisdom is becoming manifest that there's an increase in freedom and living in Bruce as he's leaving. Bruce is very, very awake and a very wise man that's living well as he's dying. Inhale up again. Start it from before. Let it exhale into something bigger. Your inhalation precedes where you begin. Coming up on the next chapter of Living While Dying, an ALS story, Bruce Kramer, the teacher, goes back into the classroom.